Hello. Hi, this is Shoshana Ziz, the co-producer of the SF Music Tech Summit. And right now we're very delighted to invite Jermaine Dupree to come to the stage. Can we please have a round of applause? Thank you. <laughs> All right. What's up, everybody? How y'all doing? I'm here because I created a, my own social network called Global14.com. And a lot of people are probably like, what if? Why is he here? What is he doing here? What's going on? The The way that I got here was that through frustration of trying to do things on other sites in about five years ago, I guess I would say the early years of people being on social media and social networks, I created this contest at Virgin when I was the president of Virgin Records. And it was a contest where you as a fan of Janet Jackson, you could draw her album cover or do whatever you wanted to do to get in this contest to become, these were the covers that we would use for her record. And the contest was going incredible, you know, I got the idea because I was on MySpace and I was actually seeing a lot of artwork from these kids that was sending artwork in and um, a lot of the artwork looked better than some of the stuff that we was having at the office already. So it's like, you know, we should let them do this. And it, and it was like the first time that I think her fans got an opportunity to be engaged with her and felt like they was actually hearing or was going to get an opportunity to hear from her from the first time. So long story short, the contest was going great, great, great. And then the legal guys at Virgin came in one day and said, this contest can't be global. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And they didn't really know how to have this contest be a global contest. They just knew how to control it here in the U.S. So what that did was that that made all of the kids online that was on MySpace very angry with me because I was the person that created this. Nobody at Virgin, nobody, nobody, they didn't know, they didn't care about anybody else. They was talking to Jermaine Dupree online. And Jermaine Dupree got all kind of, you know, fuck yous and this, that, and the third, and you don't know what you're doing, and you just like the rest of these music people that don't know what the hell they're doing at these music offices. So that that conversation led me to creating my own site. That's why it's called Global 14. I started with that word because I wanted to. I wanted these kids to know that I wanted to reach everybody, and it was no going to be no more limitations to me getting to reach them. In doing that, I learned how powerful the conversation between myself and the actual fan is, as opposed to having somebody come in the room and tell me, Jermaine, you know, the focus group told us that they didn't like your song, right? Or the focus group told us that they love your record, right? I've been hearing about this focus group forever. I've never seen these people who work for this focus group. I don't even know if it even exists, but they continue to keep talking about these people that's in this focus group. So... Now the focus group is gone, right? So I eliminated the focus group with, with, with my ideas of talking to the people. And once I started getting more and more into MySpace, I wanted to send all of these people that was like my friends at this point in time one message. And MySpace wasn't set up for me to send them one message. It was some thing that you had to post on the billboard or something that they used to have. I don't know what that, I don't remember what it was, but it was something that you had to post your note on the board and everybody didn't get it and it wasn't an alert or something. And I, I just thought, I was thinking way faster than what MySpace actually was doing, right? So the frustration once again was there and I was just like, we got to find something else. So then Twitter came 
And I thought, oh, this is the savior for what I was talking about. And I thought see, I thought Twitter was going to be the exact answer for what I was looking for. And once again, it wasn't. They limited me to 140 characters. At the time when, um, when they first came out, you couldn't put videos up. It was a lot of limitations to Twitter at this time when I needed this. So it was like very, very frustrating. So once again, in this little bit of time, I just was like, I have to find something. I got to find something. So I created my own blog. And inside my blog, I started posting information about myself, information about these ideas, information about things that I was thinking about, whether it be art or whatever it be. And um, these kids got to learn more about me than what they had learned in the past was music. All they heard was whatever I said on my records and whatever they thought was in my records was they just thought that was Jermaine Dupree and they never knew anything outside of that. So I started learning more about that. And one day I just woke up and said, you know what, we need to turn this into a social network. And 200 people thought it couldn't happen and probably four or five people was like yeah try it let's see what happens so we went at it and i did it and then like the first hour or so i had 1500 people sign up to this to this network right and i was ecstatic i thought this is the biggest thing in the world right 1500 people signed up so i was like it worked it's, it's definitely a go so basically that's what brought me here and i'm happy to say that this is the first one of the first music tech summits or whatever you want to call this that I've seen actual people from the music business at. Well, I did one here in um, San Francisco before and there was nobody on the panel that I thought was in the music business. They probably thought they were, but uh, <laughs> so it's like, it's interesting. But what, what, what I, I say that to say that what Global 14 is, is the place where you actually can get the attention of the people that you want in the music business to hear your music as opposed to those that's telling you that they're in the music business and you don't know what the hell they do, right? I'm a full member of Global 14 all day, all night. I'm on the site at all times. I know somebody just came in here and told me that uh, they wanted to talk to me after the panel because he thought I would love his music. Where you at? Which one are you? Oh, yeah, you. So what you need to do is... Sign up to Global 14, post your music, and, you know, hopefully the community will respond. What I do is I pay attention to the community of people that's on my site, and they tell me what I should listen to and what I should not. I mean, I check out certain things on my own, but I feel like at the end of the day, music is to be bought and it's to be sold, and and the fans are the people that have to make you into a star and to whatever artist that you have to be. So you have to get the attention of the people on the site to start approving of this music. And then from that point, I listen to it and I take it to where, you know, whatever steps have to happen after that. And um, that's pretty much it. Like I said, the site is built basically to... I can't say that everybody that gets on the site, something's going to happen to you, your career's going to blossom or nothing like that. But I can say that... It's it's the I would say that it's the first home where you where I can say a person like myself and I don't know who else you look at that's on the same level as me or whatever it is but I try to make sure that that's the integrity that's on the site and the people that's on the site that's in my world I try to make sure that they pay attention to what's going on on the site as well so that's what's up any questions or anything that y'all want to ask me cool so you said you had like uh, 1500 users the first uh, the first day and uh, you were excited about that um and, and now now five years later or, or whatnot you know after uh 
after all this like uh wh where do you guys where do you stand and what are your uh where do you want to go in the future i mean you know my goal is is i think ultimately my goal is a million users and 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 i say a million because i i'm i use this place right and i and i want people to understand that i use it from a user standpoint not from a creator standpoint and after you get past 500,000 people that you're paying attention to because i have like almost a million people on Twitter, right? And I can't pay attention to all of them. You know, I miss so many people that's tweeting me. People say they tweet me. I miss it. You know what I mean? And it's a feed that only holds like about 20 people or whatever, something, yeah, whatever, whatever it holds, right? So I figured that, you know, with it being so user-driven and me being so much of like trying to give people information and take information away, I don't want it to get to a place where I can't pay attention to it. You know what I mean? I want it to be... You know, my, my thoughts, like I said, if, if if we get close to that million user thing, I'm probably going to make it a private site at that point, and only users can bring you in. I'll probably go back to what Facebook was doing in the beginning because I, I feel like, like I said, it's about making sure that the, the, the word that's happening on the site continues to keep traveling as opposed to it continuing to get lost. So you've been in the business for a really long time, uh, since the early to mid-90s? Yeah, time. yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was five. So what are you most excited about in the industry and what are you most fearful of? In what world, though? I guess from a business standpoint. Nothing. I'm, I don't fear anything. I mean, I don't... I Like, I, I come from a different side of this world. We're making music. And I, I don't feel like... I don't feel like the internet had anything to do with record sales changing. Because I feel like it's been proven that when the internet was out, I made confessions. That was the biggest selling R&B album of the 2000s. Right after that, I made Mariah Carey, uh, whatever that album was, and it was her biggest comeback album. And she sold, they all sold a lot of records. So I can't, you know, the, the funny thing about this is that when people say that the internet fucked up the music industry when records sell they never say anything about it what did the internet do to this record you know what i mean what did the internet do what did the internet do for daft punk new album it helped them sell 300,000 records the first week if you ask me right if i wouldn't have streamed the album first i wouldn't have bought it on on itunes somebody would have had to give it to me but the I fact that i streamed it I, I then went and bought it because I, you know, I mean, I wanted, really wanted to have the album. I think I just I don't. I mean, I look at it from a different perspective. I don't. I don't fear it. I think that you, if you make music, you have to go make great music, and the great music is gonna continue to keep cutting through, and people buy what's good. I'm an Atlanta guy, so it's great to see you out here. Yeah. <laughs> ATL in the house. ATL in the house. <laughs> Where the players play, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I came out here to actually do venture capital and invest in, in startups. Atlanta, unfortunately, doesn't come to mind for many investors. I'm trying to change that and do more deals in Atlanta. But my question to you is, you have mentioned that music is to be bought and sold. What, what do you think are some of the new business models or ways to monetize music that maybe haven't gotten enough attention or you're looking at with, with Global 14 and, and what you're doing? Could you share some of your perspective on artists making money from music and where you think that'll go? I mean, I think what I've learned about the internet is that the internet, what I tell people is that you only take Facebook, right? Mark Zuckerberg built a platform that's for celebrities. 
he didn't build a platform for a regular person that works at a nine to five. He, although, you know, people are on there with it, but the majority of people that you hear talked about on Facebook are the people that's got the most followers, and they blew this out of proportion on their own. I didn't have nothing to do with this. I'm just telling you what I see. And with that being said, I believe that people have to understand where the power is in the internet right now. The power is in influence, basically. The most influential person on the internet will be the most people that's going to sell records. Those that sell, you know, you look at Rihanna. She's influential on the internet. People buy her music. You look at Chris Brown. You look at Jay-Z, Kanye. You look at anybody that's on TV, that's on the radio, that's got a heavy influence. These people don't even think about the internet bothering them. You know what I mean? It's the it's those that don't have influence, right? And and I think that that's what people have to start paying attention to. The internet makes people work a lot harder. Like I was listening to the, the lady that was just here from the jazz, San Francisco. Yeah, and she said she had, she was saying she had to get on the Twitter thing. Like, yeah, you gotta get on it. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, this is part of your job now. And, and, and in order to, People are paying attention to it from that's her name. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, yeah. Uh, but people are paying attention to it from a, from a whole different perspective now. And I just I just look at it saying that I think that more people will monet the monetizing will, will will become a great greater thing if they if they take control of their influence a little bit more. Because a lot of these people still believe that they can just sign up to Twitter and people gonna come on and. That's how it works. It doesn't work like that. You have to engage. You have to talk. You have to give these people content. You have to do a lot of work that you haven't had to do. So those artists that come from like that come before me, those artists that happen to come in the same time that I came up but don't understand this, they might get lost in the sauce. It's going to be, you know, it's for this platform is being made for the influencers. And that's how I see it. Anybody else? So you, you talked a bit about how your platform, you know, started with 1500 and had sort of like an intimate feel where, you know, you won't lose things that are being posted. Is there something else or like what aside from that do you think sets your platform apart from other similar, you know, small music communities? Um, me. You get on Global 14, you're going to see me. You're going to pass over me. I'm going to pass over you as you're on the site, I think that, you know, and that's the biggest thing, like, if you go to, like, I was telling somebody today, the one thing about young kids in the music industry that have demos in their pocket, they don't care about the guy that works at Sony, they don't care about the guy that works at Universal, they don't even care about them companies as much as the person that they feel is the most creditable. So, you know, if a kid is in his in his mind, he knows that Jimmy Iovine, he just knows that name because he's heard it from Eminem, he's heard it from Dr. Dre, whatever, whatever. You know, just take that, you take Dr. Dre. These kids, are that's what they're into. They don't care about the companies. They don't care about anything else, right? So it's the same thing with me. If you ask somebody, you know, I tell people this all the time. If you didn't know Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook, right, and he was sitting right here, and, and and I was sitting right here, and you had an opportunity to put your application in to work for somebody. Who would think you would get most applications? Me. I mean, I think so. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But, if you know, if people didn't know he was the Facebook guy and they didn't know that he was creating this, that's basically how it is. So 
in in moving forward, when you think about Global 14, I want everybody to leave here to know that if you go to Global 14, it's about me. It's my site. Nobody paid me to put this together. Nobody's telling me to do this. I did this from my own frustration, right? When when my site shuts down, I'm probably the maddest user on the site. You know what I mean? When when things happen to the site, I'm the maddest person about it because I'm I'm I use it every day. Like everything you see coming from my Twitter, my YouTube, whatever, you know, feed, all of these other places that I'm on, it's all coming directly from Global 14. So if you don't, you know, this is my piece of, this is a piece of me. So that's the difference. I mean, I, I hear other people talking and they got programmers that do all the kind of stuff and they don't know nothing about it. I could tell you everything about my site inside and out. That's the difference. <laughs> Next, anybody? Oh, you had one more. Quick question, uh, how big of a team do you have working with you for Global 14? And also, are you uh, accepting applications by any chance? <laughs> what is the first question you said? Oh, right now, small. I mean, you know, the reason why I'm here at this thing is because I, and, and, and back to your question, I was at uh, Startup Atlanta, too. I talked at Startup Atlanta. Because this, this actually is a startup. It's basically me starting a brand new company. That's the, the main thread of it is music, yeah, of course, but at the same time, it's a business that I've never been in, right? It's a business that... that is not the music business, and if you work in the music business and you are A&R, you probably don't know nothing about tech, right? So you can't just hire the people that work at So So Deaf to work at Global 14. You have to have you have to put people that that are part of this world. So it's a startup company. It's not big, you know. We only have a few people helping out right now, and it's you know, and it's not making a whole lot of money. It's not about money right now. It's really about to make sure that people understand that that it's a real pure place that you can go and you're going to get a real real conversation and if 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 you're overlooked that means your material is not that good or you're not put presenting it in the right way. But soon hopefully we'll be able to hire more people. <laughs> yeah, just got a quick question especially in the hip hop world, you know, cuz that's where you're at. But so you know, we see a lot of mixtapes coming out that are basically like kind of like almost full album quality and it seems like these artists like huge names like you already mentioned even like french montana whatever it is they release these these mixtapes kind of for free and as a way to engage with their fans and that in turn they don't mind giving away the music it seems like nowadays to boost their ticket price to sell more merch at their shows is that kind of like where the music industry is heading like through your eyes I think I think the younger generation, like you say, like a French Montana or Lil Wayne, like Lil Wayne, he kind of created this model where you give people a great mixtape. But but at the same time, I think it's a it's a way of engagement. Once again, it's the same thing. It's just like like I say, you have to come up with something that connects you to the fans. And I think that these mixtapes have become something that could what it does is it takes the artist away from being the dj and that's all i think i think the dj and the artist have just replaced themselves because before it was a dj clue mixtape and he was giving away music that the artist wasn't even cool that he was giving away you know what i mean or it was somebody else so now it's the artist actually giving away their music right i remember one day biggie was at my house and he was mad as hell at dj clue because clue had leaked one of his songs off his first album and and clue was actually he was taking a, this whole super friends thing where he didn't want people to know who he was. It was like the Joker. He would just walk around New York and he will just throw like these clue signs on the floor, but nobody knew what the DJ looked like. He wasn't even on the radio or nothing like that. So nobody even knew who this kid was. But he was stealing music and putting it on his mixtape and putting it out. 
and the whole thing about it was what made him into who he was. And the artist didn't even know. So then Biggie heard his song. It was unbelievable. And he heard the song on his mixtape. And he was just like, I'm going to kill this dude I'm, when I find him. <laughs> and, and I'm not from New York. So I, I, he was just in Atlanta. And it was funny because I didn't, I didn't know much about Clue at this time. And I was learning at the same time through Biggie. And he's just like this guy named Clue. Nobody's ever seen him. He goes to people's studios and he steals songs. And he puts them on his mixtapes. And basically, today's mixtape is basically that. But the artist has taken the power away from the DJ. I think that's what it is. And now, you know, like that's why you don't see Khaled makes more music that comes out on the radio as opposed to put out a mixtape. The artists have taken that away. And I think it's just it's just them getting, you know, the artist being more like here. You know what I mean? It's a lot more work, though. You know, they put out a free mixtape, then they come out with the album. But it also sets you up for... It's almost like a free, like a listening party. You go to the listening party, you listen to the music, and then you know, two months later, you're prepared to go to the concert or whatever it is, and you feel a little bit more assured. You know what I mean? You feel like, okay, this this artist is really solid. I feel like giving him my hundred dollars. You know what I'm saying? So it's, I, mean, I think it, I think it works. It's definitely something that that's working. Which gave the foundation for Global 14. What was that frustration? Was it the rap? Was it the business? Was it the tech that was available to people? What was my frustration? Yeah, that um, started my, off Global 14. My frustration was many things. My frustration was the fact that I couldn't really talk to the fans the way that I wanted to. Like I said, I had like, I think I had like 30, 40,000 people on my MySpace at this time back then, right? And I wanted to send all of those 40,000 people one message, right? And it was something that they, they didn't have a thing where you could send all of them a message. You could post a bulletin on a bulletin board, but it wasn't a guarantee that everybody would see it, right? So when I announced the contest on my, on my Facebook page, everybody, was, everybody didn't get it. And there was a couple of guys that I was actually paying attention to that I wanted to get to be in the contest. And they said they didn't even go to, they didn't even click on a bulletin page. So I think back then you had to click on to a page in order to see somebody posted something on your bulletin or whatever. So that was, that was frustrating to me because it was like, here's 40,000 people. It's almost like having $40,000 right here and it's yours, but you can't get it. Like you could just see it. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's how I felt. And I'm like, damn, what do I how do I get around this? Right. And how do I do this? So that was the first one. And then, like I said, once Twitter came, Twitter felt like it was more of a way for me to engage the people. And I said I couldn't say what I needed to say in 140 characters. (laughs) So then I had to break my conversation up. And then when you break your conversation up, 10 other people hit you and your your whole conversation is just gone. It's like. You know, somebody wakes up at five o'clock in the afternoon and they read a message that came at nine o'clock and it's like lost in translation. So it was just frustrating. Any more questions? All right. Well, I hope everybody signs up for Global 14 that's into music and understands it, especially you. And put your music up there. I hope I see that. And I'll talk about it, too, by the way, that I saw you here and you posted your music and I'll have the people listen to it and they'll let you know what's up. All right. (laughs) All right. Thank you.